0: So when you hear Penelope, what do you think of? You're gonna say this is some girl you dated in college? I ask you a question. You can't. I never dated return a that Question. I just said, what do
1: you think of? It's I'm a, deflecting. Obviously, I never had a good Penelope story. That's why.
0: I mean, I don't either. I was just gonna say Penelope Cruz and Vanilla Sky. Like that. That scarred me pretty good. <laughs> why? Man, when Cameron Diaz kills that dude. After that, I would never break up with a girl if I was in her car. No way, no how. All I know is that Vanilla Sky sounds like a
1: sexual thing. It was a movie, I know, but it also sounds like something you'd see on like Urban Dictionary. You ever watch
0: it? yeah! Tom Cruise was in that. That thing made it hard to break up with crazy girls. <laughs>
1: everyone my name is john edwards and with me is zeke baker and together we make the dad's drinking bourbon wherever you are whatever time it is thank you for making us part of your day hello dr zeke baker hello john boy i like to remind people that you are a
0: doctor i don't
1: i thought i was giving you some like prestige and deference and i thought i was being respectful (laughs) just zeke zeke just spilled his drink
0: That was a water for a rinse.
1: You just lost your doctorate off that alone.
0: (laughs) Water for a rinse doesn't count.
1: Well, we have some amazing people in the studio tonight. Before we get to them, I want to mention that we are sponsored by Cascartel.com, changing the industry standard in how you get your drinks. So get the world's greatest spirits delivered directly to your door by using Cascartel.com. Whether or not you want tequila, vodka, gin, whiskey, bourbon, whatever it is, they will send it to you. Could be a late night trip. You're sitting on the couch. You look in the cabinet, you realize nothing's there. Go to Cascartel.com. They will send it to you. It will come right to you. Want to also let you know they are doing a big Pappy sample giveaway on Instagram right now. Follow cascartel.com you might get a sample of Pappy and stay tuned because we might have a way to get you some. So there are some old rips. I know they are not pappies, but we are going to have a couple samples of old rip 10 years old that we will help give away with cascartel.com. They are changing the industry standard check them out. but announcements are over. We have two amazing people in the studio we've been shooting the shit probably for two hours now instead of actually recording (laughs) because we've been having so much fun but mike and danny from penelope bourbon introduce yourselves to everyone say what you do who
2: you are age sign all that other stuff yeah (laughs) everything say say hi very very excited to be here mike paladini penelope bourbon uh ceo and founder with uh danny how you doing, Danny Polisi, Penelope Vervin Excited to be here as well. Let's just—we should just redo that whole intro, right? <laughs> <laughs> Dude,
1: you can if you want to. It's no, a podcast. No, I'm just
3: kidding. That's yeah. the
1: beautiful thing That's with a the the podcast best part
2: about it. It's like uh.
1: Let's get this out of the way. Let's get the elephant out of the room because the first time I talked to Mike on the phone, and he was like, "Hey, you know, we're coming down. We want to come on. We're going to be in the area. We're going to be in Kentucky. We're bottling something." And I'm like, "Well, you know." you guys have 80 proof bourbon and it's Penelope and there's a flower on the front. Like, I don't know if the dads are your audience or are, are we your target audience? And then you said, well, no, you got it all wrong. Tell me a little bit about this. Tell me a little bit how you named Penelope. I want to know how you started the company to begin with, but just so everybody knows, I mean,
2: this is a great story of how you named it. Well, I mean, and it's funny. I mean, that was the first time I've heard anyone tell me that, that they didn't know it was named after my daughter. Oh, really? I mean, that's, I mean, really, I mean, that was, when, I, when we talked, I mean, that was the first time I had no idea. I thought everyone kind of knew because I'm in my, that little New Jersey bubble. And uh, yeah, I mean, really, yeah, the story say, behind we're,
1: we don't know your kind down here.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the line is, ain't around right here, are you, boy? I reckon.
2: There's tires, there's mud in your tires.
3: <laughs> is this the bless your heart territory? Well, dude, really this everywhere. Zeke looked at Mike when he walked in. He goes,
1: You sure got a pretty mouth.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Zeke is
1: from Better For the record, I'm wearing corduroys.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I think it's a little bit of what you see on Instagram. I think a lot of the people I've seen post on Instagram with it have been women not that there's anything wrong and you know we are a firm believer that bourbon is a great equalizer but you know 80 proof bourbon you're not getting the hardcore drinker to actually come in and and go to an 80 proof bourbon you're probably getting people that you're trying to i want to talk about this a little bit later on too but you're you're probably getting some people that you're stealing from scotch you're stealing from irish whiskey Mm -hmm. some people that might not love bourbon you're trying to kind of wet their beak and get them to get in yeah. there. It's not the case at all in having yeah. talked to you. Like you guys have a cast strength. You have this 80 proof whiskey. You had a clear vision when you were doing it. Talk a little bit about how you named it. I want to then go back after
2: and talk about how you started the business. But, you know, I think for, for me personally, I mean, I was a big bourbon drinker. I love bourbon. And, uh, you know, my wife and I, were, we were trying to have kids for, you know, a long time. And you know when you you know going through that process with your family i mean it's you know it's it's not easy, and uh, we found out finally we were having a girl, and you know when we found out i mean i'll never forget it I was in the car coming back from the landscaping store, and Carrie called me from the doctor's office she's got the word, and I said, just tell me right on the phone, just tell me right on the phone and yeah, we found out we were having a girl, and if we were, it was going to be Penelope and i 'll be honest, it happened right then and there. I said, I always wanted to start a business, and the you know, Penelope bourbon, I said, wow, that sounds like it has a really good ring to it. You know, I remember we have, uh, we have a Marco Polo group going with all of our high school friends. <laughs> Wait,
1: what? what is a Marco Polo <laughs> Do you guys all get in the
3: pool together?
2: No, 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 like you no. Know, like it's like a it, video messaging
1: app.
3: It's a video app. messaging app yeah. where you're all, you're, but your but are on it. Oh, I've never seen it. <laughs> it
2: it's kind of like a walkie-talkie It's like a walkie-talkie it, it, like walkie that you do. and I. Oh, and no, I, I remember
1: we used to have Nextel. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> your friends would Nextel you, like, and you'd be in the worst situation. They'd be like, hey, asshole. Pick
2: yeah, up your phone. No, yeah, 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 yeah. it's, it's kind of like, like a, that. It's like you a can cool, choose. yeah, it's like a newer version of Nextel. I thought that was Kick. No, no, no. no. Kick is like instant messaging. Oh, but I thought- yeah, that's pure oh. instant messaging. And by the way, I'm 37. Danny's 37. <laughs> yeah. Like, like we're older. This isn't like a young millennial thing. It's, it's just... it's you know, don't say that because we're that age. <laughs> all millennials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're born in 1980 and above, you're a millennial. So I think probably all of us in that room are. But I we, remember when you got on and you said. You were like, guys, well, one, I'm
3: having a baby girl, congratulations. And then two, I want to make, I want to create this bourbon company. We were all shocked. I mean, and excited. Like it just, it just made sense.
2: Long story short, we, uh, you know, and we've talked about this. I've come from the technology world and within a month I was down at MGP.
1: A lot of people, when they're having a kid, they go seek out maybe the old Forester birthday bourbon from that year, right. or they try to find a Blanton's dump date. Zeke, being super fancy, went and got a Willett dump date on his on his kid's birthday, but it was dumped that day. Yeah, it just happened to be dumped that day. But you went
3: and started a freaking brand. Mm-hmm. He's always been a kind of a go big kind of guy. <laughs>
2: Not even go big, no. I just think it was. Uh, I don't know, man. The weight lifted off of Carrie and I's back was, you know, it was really big, and we uh, we went full steam ahead. I mean, I literally, I'll never forget. I cold called MGP within 24 hours of having this idea. I'm not even kidding you. I mean, I remember going on their website, be like, Do they have a number. It's like one eight hundred, one eight hundred bourbon. Yeah, one eight hundred bourbon. And I, I literally the next day, I cold called them. Um, I think I got a response back within like three or five, I mean, I called them maybe four or five times, but I finally got a call back about a week later and, uh, yeah, they sized me up and they gave me all these questions. Well, the first thing they wanted yeah. to make sure I wasn't like a college kid, just trying to get free samples. <laughs> they literally, they said it on the phone, like, where, well, where is your address? It's not like university. And yeah, I went down there very soon thereafter. And
1: what were you seeing? I mean, obviously... At the time that you started this, what year is this at that point? Because oh, Penelope's this, not that this old. This is last May. The
3: side,
1: yeah, it's last May, so it's not like the previous people that were going to MGP. It's not like the Smooth Amblers. It's not Blom Brothers. It's not Bellmead. It's not Pinhook. It's not all that. You know, it's. I'm
2: going in a thousand miles an hour.
1: Well, no, but it's also the the cost of a barrel. Is high when you are doing it is different than all those people that were doing it in two thousand four, two thousand five, two thousand six. Absolutely, was it kind of a, a sticker shock when you're like, oh shit, we're doing this, but I didn't understand what the costs were. I mean, there there's a million things. You're going out to MGP, you're like, I'm gonna buy a barrel, but then you gotta realize like, okay, TTBs involved, there's distribution involved, there's all this other stuff involved. It's like, did you walk into MGP and they're like, cool, who's your distributor, and you're like. Paladini, Inc. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: And I, I mean, I, I mean, when we, <laughs> you were it like
2: was, Van, <laughs> Vandalay Industries. For, for the folks on the phone, I mean, I, I'm not from this. I mean, I knew nothing. I was it was deer in headlights situation. um You had Danny on this other yeah. phone. You're like say Vandalay Industries. <laughs> yeah, Vandalay Industries, Danny, Danny. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah. Vandalay industry distributor, <laughs> real big. I don't know if you've heard of them, but they're real, really big. No, we, uh, I went in there and I think, uh, with a lot of passion, like a lot, like I'm, I was enthusiastic. I was like, this is what I want to do. And I, I didn't even, have, I, there's no business plan. You don't write a business plan for something you're truly passionate about. And you know, we, I, I we went there, I would never forget the date, July 12th. Yeah. We went to MGP July 12th, sat down there and, um, uh, told them the entire story start to finish. And I think we hit it off from the moment we told them why we were doing it, what I wanted to do. I just found out I'm having a baby girl. And my idea was just looking at the market, just, and I took a consumer approach. I said, all right, if I'm a consumer, what works? Tito's works. You have, I'm thinking spirits, liquor in general. And, you know, you look at the bourbon and whiskey section and I'm like, wow, there's not many 80 proofs. So let's start there. Let's go 80 proof. What else is there not a lot of? Well, there's not a lot of four grains. Okay, then let's build on that. And we started building building blocks. And this is before we went to MGP. I knew they were going to ask a lot of questions about this. And that, that was the basically the start of it. We said, okay, we're going to do a four grain, 80 proof. We didn't even know non-chill filtered at the time. We just thought, okay, let's start there and you know see how it works. And we knew a good price.
1: Did you taste... Four grain before you decided on this? Or was this one of those things where you're like, I don't see anything there. I'm hoping it's good. I'm going to go down and taste all this stuff and kind of pray for the best.
2: No. No, I don't mean it to be. I was going to do yeah. something funny, but I, no, I mean, honestly, we didn't. I mean, I was just a bourbon drinker. I didn't collect. I didn't have anything. I would usually buy Eagle Rare, Buffalo Trace. I had, I had my dailies. Yeah. That was it. And I love bourbon, but I loved it. I didn't, I wasn't, Ingrained in it I just really loved it I, I, I don't drink beer I don't drink wine I drink bourbon That's it You know That was it And uh, Wine gives me headaches So I'm, I'm yeah. with it So I mean that But that was truthfully the, the the start of it Right from there What got you involved then Danny? We were on the beach actually
3: mm-hmm. We all went out to dinner Our <laughs> wives <laughs> Sorry You guys have these things For <laughs> <laughs> we're together a lot they're together a lot but we like, are together. they have these conversations <laughs> they're like yeah we listened to that the other night in bed <laughs> and i'm like well, we, we spent a lot of time together <laughs> even before this we grew up next to other. yeah we, we were next I mean, we were growing up so that's crazy so
1: you you asked us how we met and zeke and i met each other playing kickball you guys were next door neighbors in Jersey, hanging right, out right, with each yeah. other,
2: literally right by each other.
3: So you have yeah. been GTLing since you were <laughs> just wee lads. Yeah, you see these muscles? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. For the record, there are no muscles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so Mike does we, have his poly D hair right <laughs> now, though. <laughs> it is You're sticking straight a the, up. As yeah, the later the night goes on, the, the higher his hair does get and wilder. But poof, but, no um, hair gel. He's <laughs> got the
1: poof. <laughs> but so you were on the beach and, and yeah we
3: all went out to dinner and then we were having drinks on the beach in Asbury Park and we knew about the bourbon thing and the you know that you were going down and we were talking and you said hey do you want to come down with me you know and and see what this is all about and yeah go down to Kentucky and taste bourbon sure absolutely so I signed
2: up yeah <laughs> that, before, that was it that's all no, it took MGP the MGP goes do you want a plus one I go, yeah, just give me a plus one just in case someone wants to come. Remember? <laughs> yeah. That was it. Absolutely. And I had a plus one. Like, oh, we were hanging out. I'm like, dude, I got a plus one. You want to come? Yeah. And, and then after the trip,
0: down. he got the bill as being the co-founder, right?
2: <laughs> well, Danny. That was it. That's, that, all, that's, that's
3: all I did. Truth. By <laughs> the way,
0: that affidavit you signed, this is what it really went towards.
2: Uh, but Danny. But Danny's an engineer by trade. By trade, I'm um, sales and more. I mean, I've always done sales my whole life. Danny's engineering. And I think when you look at the bourbon industry, like, and how you actually put something together, there's two massive components to it it's like distilling, blending, but Like, there's a lot of nuts and bolts that are on the back end, um, which Danny, you know, is handed like that's, I couldn't, I, we wouldn't even be have a company if it wasn't for Danny.
1: But you all have to complement each other pretty well then, because, you know, One of you is kind of thinking with your right side of the brain, the other one's kind of thinking with the left side of the brain.
2: He always thinks I'm crazy, and I always think he's crazy. (laughs) That sounds like
1: another guy in this room. So, like, (laughs) I I think when no, I'm saying just between the two of us, right? We're the yin and yang, and you guys are the yin and yang. You know, it's it's you complement each other. Together, we make a great person.
3: We're assholes on our own. There's a lot to figure out in this industry. So it's nice to have two, you know, two perspectives and we we can navigate that well together.
2: I also think bringing a fresh set of, I mean, we're just bringing a yeah. consumer centric approach to everything we do. So, uh, you know, from our pricing strategy to our product, like, do we like it? It's just all about the taste. Can I drink this and will I drink it again? And I think that's really everything we do is always about if I'm a consumer, you know, how, like, will, will I have this and will I like it?
3: And we really try to keep our hands in every aspect of this. Well, That's a good play. I mean, we talked about it earlier, not to dance around too much, but,
0: you know, especially between, you know, new labels, brands, companies, however you want to look at it. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's a new face on the shelf. Between, you know, A, price point, and B, the, the profile or flavor that's delivered – At the end of the day that you know, it's just like relationships, first impressions mean the most. And, you know, if your price points at this range and your, you know, profiles at you know a certain range, they have to line up to a degree. Or, you know, folks are just gonna be scorned and say, Hey, yeah, I'm not buying that again. You know, if it's nine dollars for something and it's lackluster for lack of better words, folks gonna look at you and scoff. But, you know, if somebody spends 45 50 bucks and they get something, and it may not be their favorite, but it's not atrocious, yeah, I'll try it again. It's a new blend, new batch. Like, there's new things going on. If it's sourced, it could be from a new distillery, a new blend, et cetera. You know, you always keep your foot in the door. To me, that's one of the biggest things I've seen with, the, you know, the newcomers in the space is simply, like, just don't burn any, you know, bridges or any, you know, customers. On that initial offering or, or, or their first buy, by being you know too far you know out of line so to speak.
3: Absolutely, price was super important.
2: Price was I mean for us, price was everything. You know for you know for our four grain eighty proof, I, I did not want this over thirty four ninety nine. I mean in some cases you know most a lot of folks it's thirty nine ninety nine, so it's it's. You know, thirty ninety nine. I mean, it's a it's a great price point.
0: No, I mean, plenty of folks will always say, well, you know, price doesn't matter if it's good. Well, shit, you still got to pay for it somehow.
2: <laughs> Man, I don't, but we don't want folks, like my whole thing was, I don't want, like, I don't want it even to, like, not even sit on a retail shelf. I don't want it to sit at the home shelf. I want this thing to get, I want people to enjoy it, like it and buy it again. We want them to have, I mean, them that, to have life experiences like, around I buffalo, drinking. That's why it was always about Buffalo Trace. And it was about a, an Eagle Rare. And I think they always had great products at great prices. Um, I think that's why Tito's did so well. I mean, they, they're great marketers. But I think they, they put out a good product at a good price. And we're not trying to we're not trying to devalue what we're doing. I just think there was a market for this. And I think when we started to really break it down, we said, You know, I think there's like you look at like a lot of single malts and you look at a lot of scotches um, from the Highlands. I mean, they're 80, they're 40 percent alcohol by volume. And those are nice entry level scotches. And, you know, whether you're a big bourbon drinker that is, you know, you know, wants a sessions that wants to enjoy a few of them or you're you're new to the business or new to having bourbon. I think it's a, you know, a really good, you know, sip to have.
1: Well, let's back it up a little bit because everybody always talks about you know the barrel picking experience, and I know MGP is traditionally very um, close. They you know they they guard their secrets closely. They're they're uh, very vague about what actually happens. Is it something where like you know it's like Whistle Pig? They put you up for the weekend. You get a chef. You're you're going through and actually you know tasting different barrels or is it more industrial and more business-like where you know, you're know you going in saying this is the stuff i want and it's not necessarily uh, catered to the customer i mean i know you don't they're, they're a partner you're not
2: saying anything bad it's just what's their approach well with batch one they were trying to get us to buy like 250 barrels i think we talked about this we 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 were like, and you were you like, know, I just found out I'm having a kid. Like, yeah, I mean, like I got this girl, <laughs> but I have this good idea, and I'm thinking of doing this four grainity, and then you know we. But we had a conversation. I'll tell you what they we we started with six barrels, and so now we you know at a six barrel purchase we weren't getting the uh the luxury treatment, but I think it was more of they actually did believe in what we were doing. They they kind of saw the idea, they saw the passion, they saw that we weren't just. Yeah. You know, had a shitload of money and were coming down and just saying, give me all this stuff and I'm gonna bottle it right off the bat. They wanted us to prove to them that we were really in it for the long haul. And so, but we always said, and from you know, coming from technology, we felt that doing a beta was the best thing. Like we didn't, we, you know, we knew we were gonna get a lot of loss. We knew there was gonna be blind spots, we just didn't know what they were gonna be. So we didn't know like you know we just didn't know what those blind spots might be and that's why i thought the six barrels yeah they've been very collaborative
3: i mean it's it's not like that we went in there and we just picked from a list of of you know barrels it was what are you looking for Let you know they helped us kind of go where we wanted to go where the vision was and they're just you know very collaborative in that aspect I'll come back to some of the things you, you were mentioning, but I, I find it
1: interesting when you talk about doing a beta and doing a pilot, you know, so you have for other people that aren't as ingrained in tech as you and I are, you know, your pilot, they're going to be your new users. You're going to try some software out on them, see how it goes. And then you know, you'll, you'll bring it back and actually make the product. So, you know, when you, when you're thinking about proof of concept, Do you guys think you are at proof of concept state? Like you have your POC, you have a pilot. How far do you think you are down the line to what your eventual Penelope Bourbon product is? Or do you think you found it Mm -hmm. along the way? You know, is it something where... Our MVP. Are you agile in the sense where you're probably 60% of the way there and you're figuring out that other 40% or... Do you have fully defined requirements, and you are yeah. you you're you're moving forward with development?
2: No, it's yeah, that's a good question. I think with our Penelope Bourbon, our our product, I think we it was our MVP.
1: I think that's this minimum date, viable product for
0: those of you that yeah.
1: do not know what's going on. Yeah, I still
2: doesn't mean shit. <laughs> <laughs> it, <up>. Yeah, <laughs> our, yeah our our minimum viable product, but it was. It was never meant in the tech term MVP. Do you know what I mean? It was No, it's meant end. in
1: like the Tom Brady term exactly. MVP.
2: Can we still, you know, win a Super Bowl? Yeah. So <laughs> we kind of went into this very, there was no big expectations other than we had a budget. We're not, we don't, we didn't have unlimited funds and we had to be really smart with our money and we didn't want to do like it was, it, you know, we had to do what we needed to do. We... We, had, we knew we wanted 80 proof, we knew we wanted a four grain. Um, I'll be honest with you, this product is, is not changing. Um, we're making subtle adjustments to the blend, how we blend, um, some, of the, some of the, like really, and Danny, you could speak to the blending process, but we talked about it earlier, but really how you're blending this is, makes a huge, huge difference to the taste profile and our whole goal now is really just creating the best 80 proof on the market i mean that's really our our big goal right now
0: and which by four grain just to clarify because i read on the back of one of these labels is it a single four grain mash or from the blending you end up with four grains total
3: it's from the the blending. You end up with four grains total. That, that's the
0: impression I got. I just right. wanted to try and clarify mm-hmm. that. I think
3: that was yeah. important to balance the flavor profile. Mm-hmm. You know, when you start when you start working with four grains, it's extremely important to have that that balance. So, you know, I think this blend really, really kind of hits that. Well, that's what kind of caught me off guard at first too, especially like
0: you know, knowing MGP and the fact they have just literally countless mash bills that yeah you may or may not even know about or have a clue existed i was like really mgp has a four grain like i've never seen anybody that's putting out a four grain from mgp like, okay and then i was reading the back and i got the more impression it was a blend of three different mashes which in the, the day it's still four grains you know in the final product just for anyone that's peculiar and wanted to know
1: but that's common for a lot of people from mgp right where it might be a blend of two different barrels that get to a specific mash bill that they want. And somebody's goes like, I know MGP doesn't have that mash bill. How the mm-hmm. hell do y'all get it? And then all of a sudden
3: you're like, Oh, well I blended two or three barrels together and that's where I got it. Right. right. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And our, our blending, I mean, I think we were talking about it on the way down today, just opens up a huge like opportunity for variations and experimentations and we we're just we we're running through a bunch of them today about what you know what are we going to do next with this blend what can we do with this blend um so we're you know we're really excited to like kind of move into that next oh, man, next year just yields to to fun and having
0: a good time and yeah. you know it's kind of like a you know what, what music were we jamming out to that day like what was yeah. the vibe yeah were we uppity were we you know melancholy was this or that happening like you know, what was going on at that one moment of a time capsule, but we locked it in and said, "Nah, man, like this is what we want to put out this for our it. next release." That is honestly and you just the find Some simple way to notate, like it, it's still our brand, it's still our product. It's going to have its core, you know, value, so to speak, as far as the profile goes.
3: Mm-hmm. and the
0: nuances, like to me, that's where the fun is. I mean. Like we we talk about it plenty. Like if, if if I could do anything, it would just be sitting around like tinkering with the lens all day. <laughs> no, exactly. Like, yeah. If I put a few drops of that one that I liked last night, what is it going to do? You, you know, I mean, it's just that's uh, the beauty of it. It's, so it's a
3: rabbit hole that never ends. It's uh, it's it's honestly my favorite day. Like dump day is my favorite day. Um, and you guys just had a dump day, didn't yeah, you? It's yeah, like my, it's <laughs> like Monday Christmas dump day, multiple times Monday a year. Monday dump day. I, you know, I just engineering me likes to like geek out with yeah. the barrels and like I remember every time that we've hit our blend for each batch. I remember distinctively like the vision of when it happens and the look on our faces. Like it. So it's I know very when my kids exciting. were
0: born, and I remember when each batch <laughs> was blended. Oh, that's absolutely. All. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, yeah. I get it. I mean
0: uh, the only thing I would like be conscious of having never like truly been in that role is like alright so when do you say it's enough? Yeah. Like, all right, just just cut it, like close the auction or you know, drop the hammer or whatever you want to look at. That's that. usually Mike. But but you have like, that moment of like right, all right. This is you know yeah, this
2: is this is Just good.
0: quit chasing. We're good where we are.
2: For we're what we have for now. For we're not gonna worry about this right. next time. But yes. we're not
0: gonna just endlessly sit
2: here and go what if we did
0: a little bit of that?
2: Well, you know, the, the beginning part of this bit like creating this business, I think we we knew nothing about it. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it was just our you know, we were we're entrepreneurs and we wanted to we love bourbon. So mm-hmm. uh, I mean I don't know, for us it was we had to figure out permits, compliance, all the stuff that wasn't fun. I mean that's yeah. that's and we were that sucks. I mean ext- it was terrible. Extremely Whoa.
3: hands-on with it every aspect of this this company we, we
2: didn't hire attorneys like we filed our own paperwork sorry we do have an attorney now <laughs> we love him he's great Ryan. the best do you, do you them, look at guy. him?
1: Do you look at him though and say like, "Hey, I did this before you, so whatever he's charging, it's like you could charge a little yeah, bit less. You know, just
2: come down a little bit on that." You know, I did this <laughs> so, for you before, we, <laughs> yeah. so we did. You know, we did the we did. It's just paperwork. All yeah, you have to do, it's like filling out a mortgage. Right, you just got to do the paperwork. Do and our
3: own taxes. We, we do our own
2: taxes. We do everything ourselves. How we literally much, run this business entirely ourselves? How much
1: did MGP point you all in the right direction? When you went down there and you're like, because you oh, were the first one, you said you called them within 24 hours. They were the first ones you called, and it. you go, "I I want to start this brand. I want to do this." Did they
3: say like, "Hey,
1: here's our checklist. Here are the ten things you're no, going to need no. to do." Like
3: he said, he it was like, "They, they ask you pointed questions, but then they leave you. <laughs> Remember, they would just, yeah. you, know, they they definitely let you do what you, they give you the tools to." Create what you want to create.
1: So it's like, hey, here's a barrel. How you are then going to move that barrel?
0: You're on your own.
2: Oh yeah, there's not like there's no lesson on sales and distribution. I mean, that was oh no. Well, I think John truthfully, sales like and a, distribution
0: like, is probably like Redshirt is an MVP, basically.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, like I think that's or, where it's or going, say say yeah. when you're going into the NFL, and and you're a rookie going into the NFL, and they have those rookie symposiums. And they have veterans yeah, come up Ricky and say, camp. well, no, it's not even rookie camp. I'm saying this is the administrative stuff where you're sitting in an auditorium and some guy comes up and goes, listen, <laughs> I blew all my money. Don't buy cars. <laughs> don't buy houses like all that. stuff. you know, like you're going to want to get a money manager. You're going to want to get an accountant. You're going to want to get all like they'll say, this is what I want you to do in the first year. And, <laughs> and it's teaching no. those people that stuff. There's nobody in whiskey. You have to go to different people and say, "Hey, can you help me?" Yeah. But on your own, if you want to go buy something, it's not like Roger Goodell is having people sit down with you and say, "These are the mistakes not to make when you're first doing
2: it." Right. It it was a little bit different. I mean, in the sense, I was just like, "Do you know? Do you have like a label guy? Do you have a, a so it's not like an NFL guy's like, do you have a guy that makes shoulder pads?" It was more like, <laughs> "Can I just get do you, do you know a guy that makes caps?" Can I get a label? Like, who's your label guy? You know, like, can you mind throwing it? And they were amazing at that. Where do you go
1: for glasses?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a guy that makes good football helmets? I just (laughs) need, like, you know, a little bit better one. But, uh, no, that was the big thing. It was all about, uh, you know, introductions to the the bottle and the package and the nuts and bolts of it. That was the big thing,
1: for sure. So I'm following, right? You guys are figuring all this out on your own. What was the hardest part? Was it going to TTB, the cola? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, what was the hardest part after? Because it seems like, taxes? funny enough, it's <laughs>
2: cute. No,
1: just kidding. I mean, funny enough, taxes are, so are many bad. Taxes are tough. That that talk about you know buying barrels and you know, but not necessarily starting a brand. It seems like getting the barrels were the easiest part of the whole thing
2: for you. It was by far. The hardest part is selling it right by far there's there's so much I mean the there's there's a couple blind spots to creating this this company that we had no idea I was just like let's get in the bourbon business and let's do it we love bourbon there are so many blind spots that we just now appreciate so much more I think number one is the process around blending for us was I mean we're not. We're not even distilling it ourselves. So like, that's not even can be considered a blind spot because we're not doing that. Um, for us, blending was. I, I'll be honest with you, I thought we were just going to dump barrels and just throw them in a bottle. I'm like, this is like, let's go, let's go, ship, 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 ship. Let's do it. Yeah. And it I is was like, so. No. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was. We have more cases in our warehouse in New Jersey that we are not selling. Because it didn't, it didn't meet. It fun. didn't meet specs. Batch the the first batch one was a total shit. You mean we are totally Literally, shit why don't you very send them intimate. down here and see we what Zeke and I can we, do with them? We will. We no, we absolutely. We'll blend them up.
3: And I think we're. A little we did t- pay. I think uh, we're we already t- paid New Jersey excise tax. On and people something. tell us that we're a little tough on ourselves to that extent. Where, you know, we will say no. We're not gonna. We're not gonna put that on the shelf.
2: We're not shipping a product that sucks. Yeah. No, that's bullshit. That's our brand. Like that's it. Yeah. yeah. St- you have. It doesn't matter about the package, the cap, the what's the story on the back. What really matters is what's in the glass. Yeah. Like
0: I said, the first if, impression. It's
2: a handshake. That's it. That's it. It's a high. Nice bourbon, to meet you. Man, I've had bourbons. I've taken one sip. I'll never drink that brand mm-hmm. again. Yeah. And that's from a just a consumer perspective. No, I mean like I say, refuse we, we, we always say that. To like, any sh- to, we'll never it's not about that. And that's why we take that's, a, that
3: take that perspective. You know, like somebody that's established that
0: has a you know an annual release, whether it's Beam or Buffalo Trades or whoever, like, yeah, they could have a bad booker's or some part of the BTAC be bad. People are still gonna crave it because 'cause it's what it is what isn't they're established. But we're on the other side of the coin and you're you're new, like no, it's, n-
2: you get one chance.
0: Like this is literally, your this, you?
2: this is your open mic. I remember. D- we don't F it up. Yeah, we talk about this <laughs> literally all the time. We'd say, "No, like and I'll, we have cases upon cases in our warehouse that just yeah. we, we what we, we use them for when we do events. Yeah, and we are uh, we're making batch drinks or hey mom, you want a bottle? You're making
3: eggnog <laughs> yeah. here. Put this in there. My mom loves anything I put in a bottle. <laughs> well,
2: yeah. it's like I told
1: you about those. You know, when we were talking about the different blends and right. Ashley Barnes told Pennington, like, hey, take these three, put these in a blend. These are your single barrel potentials on here on the right side. Right. Um, you know, you're taking sips of those and you go, you know what? These aren't good enough to be in our blend. I don't know what we're going to do with these. We might be able to blend them out in the future. I don't think you guys feel like you have the right expertise to blend that out. You need some help from the companies that you're working with in order to find the right blending profile to kind of move that out. Maybe it can be used further down the line so you're not getting rid of it, but it's not something you like at this point.
3: Yeah. I mean, we were in the process today and we literally took a whole section of cases and put it to the side and we're going to do something else with those cases
2: we're just gonna throttle it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So is MGP
3: doing the blending for you, or is that mm-hmm. you guys? That we is-
2: transfer the uh, barrels and bond, and bring them to wherever we're gonna, you know, bottle it.
3: Yeah, yeah. we're we're very adamant about being. Extremely- we've had we We've
2: had three different bottlers in the last eight months, and it's not a testament to any of them. It's more like we're growing. So you go from like super super small capacity to trying to lock up you know any sort of uh, bottling is a, was a big I mean there's look there's so many there's so many barrels being laid right now there's warehouses going up everywhere I think contract bottling capacity is going to be you know really really important and so we decided to have two bottlers from our side but for us we felt Castle and key was you know a perfect fit for what we wanted to do we knew we needed expertise help. On the blending side, and so we kicked off that relationship, uh, you know, on Monday, which has been awesome. Congratulations! Yeah, yeah, thank you.
1: So many barrels being laid, and so many dads that aren't. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> like it, right? Mom is the word. <laughs> And this is the time I just want to say I love my wife, Carrie. <laughs> yes. like, Carrie, I'm, I'm mention, I am I'm love you, babes. I miss <laughs> you. And we're, uh, we're doing it, babes.
1: Well, you <laughs> brought her down. You, you brought the wives down, both of you, to
3: Kentucky to go on this trip with you. Not Danny. Not mine. Candace. next time. <laughs> well, no, that's just, because he wanted to sleep in the same bed yeah, like, uh, yeah your wife came down but we never <laughs> this has been kind of a
2: tommy boy experience <laughs> my, my wife, we were just talking about it at the restaurant my you know carrie's like i feel like i haven't seen you all week i'm like carrie you were with me in kentucky all week but uh no we you know my you know like what like, like, this is it this is our livelihood yeah, Mike so. is
1: kind of like a skinny Tommy boy, and you are more of the David Spade, Daniel.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he looks more Fallon. He looks more. you got Jimmy Fallon. No, okay, he does I'll look Fallon. He's a Fallon. I'd rather Fallon be
3: Fallon guy. than Spade. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying personality. I could, I could oh. tell personality. See, you can do us last
1: night. He's a you Fallon are.
2: guy. No, you, do
1: look, off you do look friend. exactly like Jimmy Fallon, but I'm talking about. I
3: act like David Spade.
1: No, I'm saying like. You already know that Mike's the guy who's going to go in oh, and be yeah. like, this is my
3: pretty pet. <laughs> right? yeah.
2: you know, I my pretty pet, it. Pretty pet.
1: <laughs> and, it. and you're the one sitting there like, oh my God, I could hear you dead pet." Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think you said that on Monday. What's that? Bad pet. pet. <laughs> when we were talking? Yeah. No. Oh, never mind. Yeah, he he came it. in and he goes, Richard, not it's so here, not
2: right here. Right <laughs> here. Right here. Really Is There's hurts.
3: something on my face. By the
2: way, I heard a funny story about that Tommy Boy thing. I think he really got hit by with a two-by-four. By spade? <laughs> yeah, by spade. <laughs> that scene, when they smacked him, the, the crack in that two-by-four wood was actually the wrong way, and he got hit the hard way. <laughs> and that's a real scar. That was a real hit that he took. <laughs> Fun fact. It was
1: surprise. Yeah. He, he was known for his physical comedy, but... And you guys have been on the road, not only Nonstop. selling it, but oh my God. first batch was six. You had that 80 proof. But now I have to assume you're over six because you, you now have cast strength. And there's not only one cast strength on the table, there's two. There's 116.6 proof, and there's also 117.8. Where did we go from having the six yeah. to begin with?
2: So we launched, I mean, we officially launched um, March 1st. Uh, with the six barrels on batch one and Our whole marketing strategy is being in the field. It's like There's a lot of great bourbons out there. Let's just get people to try it. They like it good price. They'll buy it um, That's been our entire strategy from the get-go. So uh, batch one was six barrels batch two was 15 Um and we, we've been, we sell through them. We go through the start the next one. Out of that 15, how many go to cast strength versus? Batch 2, we did no cast strength. None. We didn't do cast strength till batch 3. Yeah, this was the first. That's the first cast strength right there. The one 17.8. 17. Eight.
1: Yeah. So you guys also, and Zeke, feel free to jump in whenever. You know me. I'm just going to go. I just kick the shit out of you if I need to talk. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> So you guys are almost like the fish of the bourbon industry. And I say that because home base, there's not really a home base besides your house. You know, it's not like there's a distillery. It's like we have a
2: beautiful warehouse now. Oh. <laughs> and beautiful it warehouse. It smells delicious. But I'm saying
1: even with you know, where your your contract is room you have We want one your your contract distilling you you go to castle and key they're doing blending down there for you and they're doing bottling but like there's no one place right now you're just on the road jamming or nomads and yeah selling whiskey but there's not one place where you're like this is it like there it might be in the future right you think there would be as we figure ourselves out uh -uh. over
2: the full transparency (laughs) circle I mean every single day I I tell you know we talk about I go we need our DSP I mean you need your DSP for innovation what we were talking about earlier to like throttle and tweak and try different thing you have to have we're still so young like we're not trying to like we we're still just trying to figure out our identity i don't think that's a bad thing right no and, 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 and neither and, we like it's okay like we're cool with that at least
0: with the, the current boom too and you know obviously mgp's there and there are a few other folks that are happy to source your barrels bourbon wherever you look at mashes etc you know it gives you enough time to play around with it and say all right, do you make any of this? Do you make any of this? Can we buy, you know, a flat or two and tinker with it?
2: Tweak it. And then see what we can do But,
0: but then you don't know, have, you know, the, the cost and the, just the, the so much time and expense given into simply, well, we distilled this mash, didn't like it, did this, did that, didn't like it, et cetera. Like, all right, I mean obviously I'm sure it eats into your profits, but I feel like at the end of the day it's gotta be a little bit better to say all right, your MGP. You've got forty plus mash bills.
3: Delicious mash bills.
0: Let let us buy some different ones. We tinker around with it on its own in blends, et cetera. Get a better feel for which product or products and you know mashes we like. So that if we ever want to de- you know divulge into that space, at least we know where we want to go versus just you know. Blind shots in the dark, almost.
2: Yeah, no, we, we love MGP, but there's a lot of great juice out there. Oh, yeah. Like, we're not, like, hey, look, we brought this in here. I mean, we're, we're thinking, we're trying to move the envelope. I don't know, whatever. It's just, you know, we, we're, we're constantly trying I know, I'm not, to find it. I'm
0: not it saying it has MGP. I'm just saying, I, I think in an infancy state as far as sourcing, having multiple sources that are out there with multiple MASH bills, yes, it's in a profit, but be... It allows the luxury of simply saying, you know, I can get a heavy wheated, I can get a heavy malted. I can get a high corn. Right. I can do this or that. I can try them all, see what I think fits my profile the best and or a blending profile the best. And then, and therefore, you know, if you ever want to take that second step of like, all right, let's really make this, you know, front end and back end, our completely own business. You're mm-hmm. not just – Hey, well, so and so has this mash bill, and they always put out good products. I think we should just do that. You, you know what I mean? You, you get a better feel for what you're doing. and right. not think. putting a
3: mash out and then laying on it for years and not yeah. knowing. Yeah, I, I think right. that
0: would be a, a, a very you know strong part of the learning curve. I guess, for lack of better words.
3: Yeah, and I think that, like what Mike said, our next step is really getting our DSP um, so that we can, you know, play with different. R&D, you know, mashes and and start tweaking in our own, like, little, you know, lab, per, per se, you know. Yeah. And then uh, to, to really figure out what, what our next steps are going to be.
2: Yeah, but I think at the end of the day, we, like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to have investors. I don't want to have, like, we're bootstrapping this. And that's, I think, the beauty of our business. Like, Danny and I are our things. only bosses right now, which I love. Well, and that's super interesting. Yeah, like
1: that's because you're you're always hearing about all these people that are like, you know, I relations. went into debt, I went into this. but it might take you longer to get to the goal and
2: and to go back to something that I asked you early on. Yeah, and if any banks are listening, uh, if you have bank loans, I'm all in. <laughs> <laughs> but I almost think you're gonna get
3: five thousand calls
1: tomorrow. <laughs> I know,
3: right? Uh, do you want to give your phone number?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, But I almost think that you guys, with the bourbon, you might have figured out what the MVP is. But with the business, you're more agile than any – you're still trying to figure out. You're 60% of the way there. You're like –
2: I think we're less than that. I think we're 10% there.
1: I I know I want bourbon. What we're going to do to build the infrastructure around that is up in the air. Exactly. And – I'm going to let the market kind of dictate. Fish still makes a shit ton of money touring all year. You don't need to be in one spot to necessarily get. It could be a pop-up tasting room where it's like, listen, tasting room is going to be in Nashville for a week. Where We're, we're going to work with a bar and this is going to be our place for a week. I mean, it doesn't necessarily need to be in one spot. I don't think... I'm kind of talking out of my ass right now, but I don't think anybody's ever done it. You gotta be a road warrior, but it's like we're not gonna be in the same spot all the time. Yeah,
2: I mean we and we, we talked about it. Uh, we said earlier I don't wanna say MVP, but we are really, really open about being cool that we don't know like we like of course it's named after my daughter. We're gonna drop, you know, a series named after Danny's son Cooper. You know, I think at the end of the day, I think it's okay not to know your identity. Like we're all... Flexibility is good. Exactly. I'm like, it's okay not to be like, I don't have all the answers today. Yeah. You know, like, I just don't know what, like tomorrow, I don't know. Like we could crowdsource what should we try to do as a line extension in the spring? Yeah. That's a huge answer we're trying to figure out right now. Mm -hmm. Like what would be the best line extension? Because I don't want to release barrel strength in the spring. I don't. I want to release it in the fall. And that's, you know, and I think maybe we, maybe we throttle it some more. We try to tweak it. Like you had said, Zeke, like, you know, yeah. work on it. Try to figure it out more. But And we, we've been going back and forth all day long about what, what spring going to – what are we going to do in the spring? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were talking about the car ride down here. I mean, I'll be I, – I think the best part about this business is it's okay not to know. Like – we have to figure it out eventually. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like we have to like yes, come up with some, some solid answers like, but Colorado I think the, the, like, it's like, yeah, I don't know. We have a lot of humility in the sense that like we're cool being like, we are bourbon drinkers. That's our true passion. Mm-hmm. We still run a business and we have a lot of obligations and stuff like that. So we got to figure it out.
1: And a business that was named after your daughter. This is going to sound overly cheesy, and Zeke is going to give me plenty of shit for this, but... He's already rolling his eyes. He, he rolls his eyes <laughs> at me a lot. But a business that's born out of love, you know, that's yeah. essentially what it is. And it's, it's not only your love for your daughter, but it's the love for the bourbon. So let's talk about the bourbon a little bit. It's a four grain. Do you know what the mash bill... I mean, obviously, oh, you yeah. had to put some things together, but what is the mash bill? What's the age? We we know it's eighty proof bills
0: going in. Mash bills. Oh, yeah, but, yeah,
1: yeah. Well what's the eventual proportion? I think we don't need to get we TV give you to pay
0: all pay of me. it. I mean well, I think that's gonna vary each time because depending on what they blend, there's gonna be a lesser amount percents yeah, of percents yeah. of all three mashes. So I think as long as you know the three mashes going in, that's the that's the easiest way to explain it because exactly. every blend's gonna be higher or lower on percents. And
2: yeah. we're the the mash bill is always fluctuating. It's yeah. never a set mash. We can give you a generalization, but uh, so really, the I mean, we use a 99% corn, uh, a 21% rye, and a 45% wheat. And I can tell you that something
3: that surprises people when I tell them is is that it is usually around 75% corn, and they're like, "Really, 75% corn?" It, they don't they don't really pick up on that.
0: I could see that being the final yield. I mean, it's uh, even, even more even more so lately. I mean, the 991 light whiskey from MGP. The 99 corn one barley. It's picked up some traction and it's not corn in the sense of like what people think of as in, you know, young product, mellow corn, et cetera. I mean, and some various other NDPs are also putting stuff out. Even folks that don't like it on its own. If they take a step back, they can appreciate like, all right. I may not want this in, you know, a a blend and a neat pour, but I could do a lot with this in a blend because it's not going to take much Mm -hmm. to move it one way or the other, depending on how much you put in. You know, it's not one of those like uh, 10, 20 percent. We'll see. Like, no, no, this is much more finite because it's going to move the needle, you know, that much, almost like. To me, I would think of it as adding in something, you know, like a 20-plus-year-old oak product or, you know, that much oak in the product, rather, to where, yeah, you've got to be very incremental because as soon as you, you know, tip the uh, seesaw, so to speak, you went from one side of the coin to the other. You're not coming back.
3: No,
2: yeah, you're absolutely right. I feel like we're in it now. We've been, you know, we're now, like, I want to push the envelope as much as possible. And... You know, look, these how, Japanese how whiskeys are blowing up, right? They're so, like, you know, you guys probably see... Everyone loves Japanese whiskeys and it's a great Japanese oak tree. And to me, I think like what I saw Buffalo Trace doing with these, you know, with the Canadian oak.
0: Oh, they're trying everything right now. that. I,
2: but I think that's, to me, that is the most interesting thing is pushing the envelope. And we're, we're like newbies, but I think being, for me, anything I could do to push the envelope... To have a unique taste profile, I, I, you know, we want to do. I want to have something
0: different. At least I would say, generally speaking, the more expensive the barrel, the more flavor it imparts. I mean, it, it, it at least yields what you're paying for. Mm-hmm. I mean, the stuff we had this misanar, honestly, however you say it, I'm not the best. <laughs> it imparts strongly. We talked earlier about, you know, French oak, the limousine wood it imparts a certain flavor or flavors very strongly. I mean, you, you you get the bang for the buck there if that's the bang you want. You know, it's not so much as using, you know, a random wine or other one-off type of finishing, but the fact that wood's still fresh oak, it it gets in there and it does its job. If you, if, you, if anything, I would tell anybody that was dabbling in that space, Test it often because you never know when you know the tide's going to really start to move, and you've got to decide. All right, we need to bottle this thing right now, as in yesterday, because it's right at the point where I want it to be, or maybe a little too far because we didn't taste it last week, (laughs) and put this damn thing in a bottle right now.
2: See, that's that's what we got to get into. Yeah, absolutely. To to speak to our like we are very agile. And, you know, John and I, we come both from technology. I, I'm like, oh, you know, I move quick. I hear something. I like it. I want to move on it. To show you as an example, here's the 80 proof from September. Look at that back label. I have a conversation with John. And now, by the way, I get a lot of ideas. Everyone's like, oh, I got like, here's how you're going to build the next Brooklyn Bridge. And I get that all the time. Like just different things. And I had one conversation, which I know was so funny. I was sitting outside of that buy right in Milltown. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to the by right in Milltown, New Jersey. He's like, hold on, I gotta go. (laughs) I literally had to like be like, dude, like love the conversation. Like this is awesome. The guy is like sitting there staring at me in the door. (laughs) I have to go in there. (laughs) And I was like, just can you give me like 10 minutes? It's gonna be like a 10-minute thing. I just gotta go in there. I mean, that was a three-case deal. That was a good deal. But... Um, <laughs> it was a great deal. You you should be proud of him. I'm very Yeah, fan. it was a good American deal. Fan. Did it. Three-case <laughs> It's funny. You Tommy like it. Tommy, Tommy, Tommy like wingy. <laughs> <laughs> but, but every, there was a couple times i talked to John where I've just been, you know, I'm in and out, man. I'm yeah. on the road every day. I'm 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 grinding, dude. You know that. So, but John brought up an idea and I was like, he said it and I was like, whoa. Well, it, it all goes back
1: to the story. I think you guys have such a good story. And I think when you're so close to it, it's like you were saying, you're so close to it. You live in that bubble in Jersey and you're like, oh, everybody knows. I'm Mike Palladini and I got a daughter named Penelope and everybody <laughs> knows it. You know, like everybody knows me. I'm driving around. The people at the buy right know it. I got it, cases in
2: my car. <laughs> as you're going
1: outside of Jersey, it's like, how do you tell your story? How do you let people know definitively that Penelope is—it is the ultimate birthday bourbon. Oh man, that, that, that was sorry, but
2: con, continue. That was beautiful. That was that. Was, <laughs> no, that was really nice. I mean, but that's true. I—it's funny. We do. We became. We became so engulfed in selling it in our home state. John, I mean, he made this comment, and it is named after my daughter. And we didn't do when he had told me that he didn't know it was named after Penelope. I was like. That was a wake-up call. I go, God, I don't think we're really, you know, we're not telling that story as well as we should. And he goes, you know, think about how you, you know, you have a. It's an amazing opportunity. I mean, it's a great story. Like we're, we're, we're dads. dads.
1: We're we're both dads. We yeah. both have daughters. You know, I I know what it's like. Zeke kind of knows what it's like. His daughter's a little younger. You know, it's she's mean
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: once she starts talking to you and tells you i got told daddy you're not my best friend today oh, no. that was really bad but ah
2: yeah it's like yeah
1: it's because i told her she couldn't have a cookie before dinner and she goes yeah. you're not
2: my <laughs> best friend
1: tomorrow she gets
2: a cookie before dinner problem solved right
1: yeah. but but continue sorry
2: no no but i i mean dude, if you think about it this was like what 30 days ago yeah and I I mean this sincerely. I hear you get all oh, everyone, you know, my mom included, so it's got all these great ideas. And I just one ear out the other. But you know, what you said was right about building a narrative around being a young company. It's named after our, you know, my daughter. And and so, you know, we named it first steps. Like John had said, credit is due, you know, we're uh, that's not even the saying, credits do where credits do, <laughs> but it's how it's true. And, and that's the beginning of it. We don't, I mean, that was 30 days. I had a, that was actually like impossible to even uh, add yeah. that for the cola. I wanted to show you that because that was entirely John. And I'll be honest with you, we're going to change a lot of how we think about the narrative from that conversation. No, it's
0: always good to have a fluid model. And, and I,
2: I like it, of the, course. Minute, the minute
0: you put boundaries
2: on I mean it, that, man. you yeah. go downhill. We have to. Dude. That was
1: like John. Like that was. He's talking over because you're giving me a compliment. It doesn't happen too often on this show. <laughs> a lot of people are like, I kind of side with Zeke. I'm more of the David
3: Spade <laughs> <in> this show. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I wish I was that
2: skinny. <laughs> I, I <laughs> wish I we we have a, we have a pretty good street. We tre- drink bourbon. we're never gonna be that
1: skinny. <laughs> I look like Tommy Boy, act like David Spade on this show. That's yeah. kinda how it works. We have a pretty good street Richard. going of uh,
0: you know, blind tastings and if, if something gets picked out of that by a, a company who who they went with.
1: Oh no! It's one, one of <laughs> them. It was hawk <laughs> There's more than one. No, there's only one. No, there's only one. That if if a company picked based off of what we said, I liked one. Zeke liked the other, and the vatted rye was the one that. Anyway, but <laughs> let's talk real quick because we could be talking for a long time. And Mike, you know, love the story, and thank you for having that conversation with me because I think it's one of those things of people can kinda of think of us and be like, oh, you're just a you're just two guys that have a a, a podcast, like why am I gonna spend that much time talking? And I think that's one of the things that's a little bit different about us that you know, we want to build a relationship with people before we even have them on. I mean there's no there's no relationship other than just yeah. for people listening, we, we're not taking money from them. They're not taking money from us. There's not anything like that. It's just, hey, we both a like dads. whiskey. Let's talking ha- about bourbon Let's have a long time talking about it And uh, you know I think you have an interesting story We'd love to tell it Come on the podcast And and that's all we did But you know, you're a busy guy That hour Hour and a half that you spent talking to me You could be out selling three more cases So you know just want to let you know How much I appreciate that But before we go I do want to actually talk about the whiskey itself Because we would be remiss if we did not talk about that. Now, Zeke.
2: And for the record, it says first steps on the back.
1: It does. I saw it. And I'll take a picture of that and I'll make sure I put it up on our Instagram and uh, Facebook when
2: we're when putting this one you up. Penelope Penelope's literally taking her first steps. She but yeah, yeah. She's like a nut. She's running around. <laughs> Carrie is uh, – she's a good mother. She's – you know, we're always trying to – now she's – I heard she's opening up gates. Oh, carry I'll wait till that, and then yeah, the they gate can opening thing no it. good, right? oh no, that's great.
0: Zeke, I think there's definitely
1: two distinct profile. I mean, that that
0: you got three. Yeah, well, there's two 80s, and then the two different cast strengths. But the 80s are on point with each other.
1: No, the 80s are on point with each other. I only had one cast
0: strength at this point, but you talk too damn much. I do,
3: <laughs>
0: but tell me what you got in the 80. Marshmallows. Literally, that, that's my only note. Marshmallow's nose, marshmallow's palate, maybe light caramel or vanilla behind it. I laughed, not in jest, but simply of the notion of like when you say we want to make a really good 80 proof drinker at a good price point. I was just like, well, shit, <laughs> they accomplished it. Like I, I laughed at the notion myself. Like, all right, man, it's 80 proof. Like most folks buy 80 proof. They're not necessarily there for taste. You know, that's your fourth and fifth pour for the night. Or Sessions. or or if you're 80 proof from the get go, then you started a lot earlier than most people. It just tasted like marshmallows over and over. Like I say, you know, some some vanilla caramel kind of, you know, with a little Hershey's and well, over a fire. Or? No, no, j- j- just <laughs> <laughs> that just that one
3: s'more part. Yeah, just no the no, no, no.
2: <laughs> no,
0: you need more proof to get that marshmallow, yeah, or not the marshmallow, yeah, 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 but yeah. the uh, the chocolate. He's talking Sandlot. <laughs> <laughs> To, to get that kind of malt, graham cracker, aged, dry bite to it, I think mean, that needs the, the age of the higher proof. But no, I mean, honest to goodness, it's just like a pig marshmallow to me. And I, I've poured it three times now, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> 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 um, it's, a, it's such a simple notion to say we want to make a very reasonably priced, 80-proof drinker that has an impactful flavor but is easy across the board. This does it. I mean, it, it's spot on what what your goal was. No, yeah, no, no, no fluff I, intended either. Like it, it's there. No I mean, marshmallow no. fluff. No, I mean it's just spot on. Like
2: that's
1: what. <laughs> Sorry, I made a pun. I made
2: a tap. <laughs> Well, I mean, you, you don't see. Yeah, people, so no fluff intended. You don't, you <laughs> don't, don't see really folks that it. are buying an. I just an, told this joke like diary. I just said it again.
0: <laughs> We've clearly been drinking <laughs> too much, but you don't see folks that buy <laughs> that an, no. an eighty-proof. Thinking, all right, I'm going to go and I'm going to nose and taste this.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, given where you know the consumer market varies, I just don't see folks that are buying 80 proof thinking I'm going to get a good nose and a palate off of this. And I, you, you know, it's for other things, for lack of better words. But this is a great pour.
1: I think That's intended good. for what they were trying to do. You know, especially steal some of those people that might be drinking wine some of those people that might be drinking Irish whiskey or scotch you know mi- mission accomplished in in being that flavorful you know and I think that's probably one of the things that a lot of the 80 proof miss is having more flavor when you're trying to steal those people over because it can feel a little watered down and thin and Mike sent us over a couple bottles of these, and I kept it. I, I opened them tonight, Zeke, and thank you for sending it to us. That by no means changes our, our opinion on anything, whether or not someone sends it to us or not. I'm not lying. I wasn't optimistic. And I'm just being honest from from every, you know, like, I'm like, man, we had this great talk. I really like him as a guy. It's 80 proof whiskey. <laughs> I like the story. I don't know if I'm going to like the 80 proof whiskey, but I like the 80 proof whiskey. Feel a hell of a lot better being able to say that because I was like, you didn't open it yet. I was like, no, I was oh, waiting so for you. But I should have. <laughs> and I was a little worried because I'm like, what if you know, we had a good conversation? What if I I open this? And I'm like, oh,
2: damn it. It's not going to be here.
1: I'm surprised at how much flavor is on that 80 proof. I get a little more black licorice than Zeke does. And and I don't expect our palates to ever align, but I really like it. I mean, it's kind of got a little bit of that peppermint, you know, black licorice thing to me. And, uh, but I do see where he could get the marshmallow and, I just think it's not thin. It's not a thin 80 proof to me. I mean, it's 80 proof. It tastes like 80 proof, but I'm not sitting there going like, I'm really disappointed at where this proof is. I think that flavor more than makes up for it. And it's something that when I am editing and I want to have more than two, it's something I would definitely go for.
2: How much is this one again? I mean, you got 30, 30, 30 bucks. You got no, no I say average is 34.99. Mm-hmm.
1: I think you need to I'm
2: going to do that again. Yeah, I mean really it's like 34.99. I think
1: you need to get more than 12 barrels a batch. I would drink the hell out of this at 30 bucks. You know, I think uh if you think of the other stuff that's around there, yeah, Elijah Craig is a 92 proof. For 30 bucks. You, you got some it, of the other things. John punches above I think, its weight. No, it definitely punches above that, its weight. That, that, that's a John line for proofing. I almost like it, the 80 proof, where it's a 30 bucks. I'm not going to feel bad paying 30 bucks for a good bottle of whiskey, but it's also one of those things where it's like if I'm working late, whether or not Just it's like, a day you, job, give me one Yeah. Of those. I feel like I'm getting good taste and I feel like I can get it longer rather than. Kind of go quick with two high proofers.
2: I mean, we're not... We didn't make this for whiskey drinkers. I made it for my wife. (laughs) Seriously. I'm not even kidding you. Like, I made this to try to get, like... Yes, of course, 80, we had the whole... You know, we're trying to differentiate yourself on a retail shelf. But, like, really, like, I'm trying to get... My wife loves vodka and pink lemonade. I want her to think... The category needs a, a Yeah, be a careful. Reshift. It's
0: a thin line because I think all of us that have the, uh, what we would know is the less expensive versus more expensive bourbon in the cabinet, the new-to-bourbon wife might not know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just going like to go pour this because it's a pretty looking label. <laughs> you did what? You drink, oh, this you, you drink how much of my what?
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, that, that was a $1,000 bottle.
2: That was actually off limits. <laughs> uh, I weren't supposed to do that.
0: I liked the Willet because it had the nice little badge on the front.
2: And I love Game of Thrones.
0: <laughs> so where are you on the cash drinks, John Boy?
1: I, I like them. I, I get a little more corn. From the cast strength, I think more of the mash bill and more of the flavor comes out as a tire proof. I like it. I it's not it's definitely not like a uh, a certain distillery that Zeke does not like, the the corn profile that's there. I think it's more akin to like what I get from a pin hook. I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot.
2: I like it a lot. I
0: was gonna say, uh, at least for me, I, I I got a pretty good difference out of both of those two batches. Yeah, it's uh The more recent one was the 117, right? Uh, no,
2: 116. 116. Okay. 116 was today.
0: The more recent one, I felt, had a much more aged oak present to it. That's Castle and K. It had a little more char in it, um, a little more of that back end kind of bite.
2: That's strong spirits and box sounds, uh, the earlier one.
0: Whereas the first one, to me, seemed a little more sweeter and uh, just kind of had more of that, I guess, probably a little, maybe a little more white whiskey in there, a light whiskey in there, I would guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could tell to a degree cut from the same cloth, but you give those to people in blinds, mm-hmm. that's two different pores. And you'll see, just like John and I, where palates align or disalign and you agree to disagree, so to speak. But to me, it was enough of like, yeah, there's a common thread here, first or second cousins, not brother and sister kind of thing of like, Here's this batch. Here's another one. We're going to tinker every time. Mm -hmm. They're not going to be the same. You'll get similar notes to a degree, but each one's going to strike somebody a little differently. I think that's a wonderful thing at the end of the day is, is not having the same product over and over and over with 80 proof. It's impossible. Well, I mean, you have the 80 proof, you have that, like that, that's your, your consistent daily go getter. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Hey, with this one, we're going to tinker more. We're, we're going to move the needle some. Try them all. We hope you like them all, but there will be variants. And as long as everyone's trans- transparent about that, then that's the fun of, you know, tasting whiskey. I mean, shit.
3: Exactly. I love whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the <day> that we're, <laughs> it's the best. hmm It depends on the day. And uh, I think you're right. Both batches. Kind of bring back some sort of like memory of where we were at that moment. Yeah, the most
0: recent wow. one, that one had a little more like a um, clove kind of allspice, a little bit more wood to it, so to speak. Yeah. And the, the previous one, it, it was a little more naive, younger, sweets, caramel, sugars. Again, that's that's the fun taste of them. And, and, you know, right. when you're the blender, you
2: what, like literally, you never yeah. know what you're going to get again. Yeah. Like, that's it. You never know. Uh, you know, I think like I'd love to get your guys' impression on like what do you think we do as a company next? What do we do? What's our line extension? You know None. we're young, we're ambitious, we're eager. Well, I'd you ask we you do? this,
1: what do you think sets you apart at this point as a brand?
2: <laughs> it's a great a I... question with the question. <laughs>
3: He's, Shea, been, he's been doing that shit since Shea. the first minute. He, escaped,
2: he dropped a well I'm since, since the
3: first minute. So I mean, you're gonna you may answer this totally different. You go, but you go, you go. I go. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I think it's our innocence towards the industry I agree. that sets us apart. Totally agree. And I think uh, out of that innocence, uh, a lot of moves have been made by us that have moved us forward. I think faster than. People thought we would. Yeah, a
2: lot of people being like, "You're doing what?"
1: Well, and it it's like do, it's yeah. like when you're new to a job, and you can kind of go in like, "I don't want to step on anybody's toe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> but I'm actually really new here. <laughs> yeah. Like, where's the mailroom? But at the same <laughs> time, oh, we get a lot. We do get that um, all the time. Yeah. Like, "You're gonna do what?" I'm like, "Yeah, just fucking like do it." Well, I mean,
3: part of it's like appearance over taste, like. You know, we, we take taste, we t- taste, 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 I, I think it's, it's to a
0: degree less is more to an extent. Like, don't overthink it, don't overreach. And, and if you look at what you have now, it'd be very simply keep that 80 proof consistent, keep pumping it where it's priced and for what it tastes, it, it's a great value as a daily drinker. You have your barrel proof exp- expressions that are going to have some variance to them. Let those show some variance. You know, it shows the mood a day, a time, or whatever.
2: This is the hardest thing to blame You know, to right
0: a, here. to to a degree, they're always going to be different, and that's what's good. Yeah. But I think as long as you have you know your gold standard, so to speak, and then you have our once or twice or whatever a year barrel strength expression that hey, you know we did this with this one, this with that one. Put a funny note on the back. I, I think that's enough in and of itself to start things rolling, without just having you know too many irons in the fire, because that's when shit just goes downhill.
1: You ever watch Bar Rescue? Remember well, I love that, that show, show. but I love you know, and he walks in and he looks at the menu and he goes, "You guys have way too many things. You're a bar. You need you good have three
2: f- tuna melts." On your menu, yeah.
1: You need wings. You need wings. You need a burger. You need nachos and pretzels. Okay. You know, like you don't even have a hamburger
2: on your menu. If When's you were the last time you me... sold the swordfish, <laughs> 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 have you sold the swordfish? When's the last time you sold? Me?
1: And and if you're asking me, especially you know, you don't have a home. You don't have a home base right now. You don't have all this other stuff. My biggest advice is don't overextend yourself. Because you could build the 80 and the cast strength. Don't be thinking about additional skews until you expand out the skews that you currently have. So you could get Penelope to be in more states. You could, these are really good. You know that these are solid. You have these, these are good. Why introduce the other variable? when the other variable right now should just be distribution in the states that you're going into where, hey, I don't know how we're gonna fare in Tennessee, I don't know how we're gonna fare in Kentucky, I don't know how we're gonna fare you know, in Pennsylvania. Those are, those are questions to have first before you're like, hey, what finish am I gonna put on this or how am I gonna change this even more? It's like first steps. Adding some other stuff in there is like stuff that you're gonna think about when you're getting your license. <laughs> where right now you're just trying to take your first steps and, and not fall down. You know, those first steps, they, they have to hold on to something. And I didn't know this
2: board meeting was being recorded.
0: No, that's fine. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It, it, it's fun to innovate. We all love yeah. that train of that's thought. Part like, that's part of exactly. ge- that's, what, that's what gets our, our gears grinding. But at the same time, there's enough other people that are also doing things to where inevitably there's always a, a bit of a Me Too movement. Let other folks... Make some faulty mistakes. Like, how many people are doing this finish? How many people are doing that finish? Because if one person does it, somebody else will. Somebody else will. Somebody else will. Well, if one person did it well and the rest fall, well, those, those assholes just got lucky. Yeah. <laughs> but if everybody does it good, then it's something to look into. I mean,
2: you know, there's we're str- agile. The, you know the, the, there's
0: there's strength in numbers, and, and
2: that's a beautiful thing. About
0: that's that. why I would say we're to that so degree fragile. is not overly investing or overly stretching without knowing the finished product because right. at the end of the day when, when you're working with a set number of barrels and those need to yield a set number of a return let's not go off in left field and you know see what happens, no you stick to what you know and that's what you know yeah, yeah.
1: one of Fish's best songs is Love and Cup and that's a, that's a Rolling Stones song
3: See, I was a big Hoist album fan. Because <laughs> it had a lot of words on it. <laughs> but, sorry, what were you going and, and to say? I was going to say I agree with you totally. And I still always want to, like, tinker. I think we want to tinker. But like be very careful about what we bring to market. Even, uh, like, like, we are. We are. Sure. I mean, like, even so Barrel insane. Strength, we... We did a very tiny. We
2: tossed so much.
3: We did a very tiny release, and we just you know we play with it in a small market, like small market being like friends and family.
1: You know, you need to be thinking about what you're going to be doing two, three years from now. No
2: doubt, exactly.
1: That R and D is. I mean, whiskey is a long term. Game. This is a
2: big play. So if yeah, you yeah, find yeah.
1: something that you like, if you find a finish that you like, or you like that, you know, it's like, hey, that's going to be something that I know is going to have to age. It's going to have to sit there. It's not going to be makes something overnight. The
2: most yeah. But mm-hmm. now we're getting, to, like, we in the mix. We're selling a lot of units, and we're like, holy shit, we have to think about this long term.
1: That's the, the tough thing about whiskey, is you have to think about years down the line and how much... You know, how many barrels am I going to have five years from now? And the brand's taken off. It's like, well, do I have to go buy more barrels and age them somewhere? Because I might know that this batch had 12, but I'm going to need 64.
2: And I'm you just know. trying to remember to say hi to my wife on the podcast. <laughs> hi, Carrie, I love you. You did. You said that already. <laughs> I what know I it? did. I know I did. That's the second
3: time. Wait. Hi, Candace.
2: <laughs> Get it out. Get it- yeah. Well,
3: no.
1: I want you guys to come back. Yes. I want to talk more about you know where Penelope goes and, and know that you guys, you have friends here. We, we have an open door policy. Whenever you're in town, come down, say hi. Even if we're not talking about Penelope, we'll hang out, have a pour. It's been a pleasure. I'd, I'd go certainly find these. What are the only states that you can get these in right now? Is it Jersey?
2: Jersey, Wisconsin, and New York. But big. There no, we go. New York's in February. Oh, that's February. Wah. Sorry, guys. And DC. Yeah, but we just did New York, though. That was a big deal.
1: Mike, Danny, thank you so so much for coming. I want to let people know before we get out of here, all of our glassware is provided by DistilleryProducts.com. If you are a brand, if you are a bourbon group, wherever you are. Distilleryproducts.com has great wholesale prices. So for you guys, the next step I would say innovation-wise, you probably need Glencairn's with a big P on them for Penelope. So I I, glasses. I can get you in touch with distilleryproducts.com. <laughs> Vicky over there would be happy to help you out. Whether or not you want Glencairn, you want a neat glass, you want the Tua glass, which is the Irish whiskey tasting glass. They have decanters. They have all sorts of stuff. Check out distilleryproducts.com. That is the place... For all of the distilleries I know go, that's actually how I found out about them, Z, because I was in a distillery and I said, hey, where do you get your Glen Karens? They said distilleryproducts.com. So hmm. come to find out that that's the place that most of the distilleries use. I also want to let you know you can find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Find our podcast on wherever you download podcasts. We are on them all.
3: Mike, Danny, where can people find Penelope Bourbon.
2: What we have at Penelope Bourbon, Instagram, Danny?
3: Uh, Online. You can look on our website and you can find out where to find it. Uh, A lot of retailers carry it online as well. Is it PenelopeBourbon.com? Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you guys again. It's
1: been a pleasure having you. Zeke, where else can the folks find us?
0: I'm just wondering which websites you search these plaid shirts for online. (laughs) 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 I get a lot of them i bit. bet.
3: Dan- Cheers. Ten looked out. down at his shirt. I was like, what am I wearing? really
2: thought that he was wearing <laughs> plaid tonight, and he was like, shit. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. All right, thanks. <laughs>